0: My name is Lex, and this week on Spidey Signals, me, my co host Alex, and special guest Brian Alexander discuss Joe and Anthony Russo's Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, and what role Spider Man can play in a massive event like this. Get ready to collect the stones and avenge the fallen, because it's time for Spidey
1: Signals
0: welcome back to spidey signals the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about spider-man movies uh, i'm lex and i'm alex uh last week we had a very lively discussion about spider-man homecoming uh which yeah that
1: movie is really good <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have a whole hour of us talking about how good it is that you can hear us do a <laughs> uh, very, very fun movie and a step in the right direction, as opposed to some of the missteps we've talked about on the podcast. But-
0: and even after, and even, yeah, and yeah. Even after watching these, these two gigantic movies we're talking about this week, uh, mm-hmm. I, am, I am very excited to get into next week's movie and then the movie after that, which is even better.
1: Yeah, I know it's you know, endgame meant a whole capital L lot to a lot of people, uh, but I really substantially just like the solo Spider-Man stuff outside of it. They're just stepping stones to that to me.
0: Yeah. I, I, I this this especially with Endgame, this re these rewatches have really solidified to me how much I I don't really care about the wider Marvel universe.
1: Right. Right
0: uh but yeah this week we have another guest it's not one of my friends it's actually one of alex's friends so alex do you want to introduce uh our
1: guest yeah lo and behold uh i promise i'm not paying this man i do have friends this is my good pal brian alexander uh brian and i went to high school together met we met on the bus talking about doctor who at least a decade ago oh my god uh, in a darker chapter of my life but uh (laughs) yeah brian uh introduce yourself man tell us tell us who you are
2: uh yeah hi there um my name is brian as alex said um i am just someone who is unfortunately working in the film industry and trying to make a living there especially
0: in, the, in this tur- turbulent time uh, oh
2: god
0: oh god yeah i know Al, uh brian makes short films uh, mostly in the atlanta area yep uh I will definitely, obviously, put a link to his social media and stuff in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video. Uh, so check him out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Funny shorts. He's done some horror stuff too. Uh, I have a a, a Ranky Dink little screenplay I've been working on for a while that I want Brian involved on too uh, someday down the road. It's
0: very exciting to talk about movies with somebody who has actual filmmaking experience. <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Instead of just two dipshits talking about Spider-Man. And
1: funnily uh, enough, as, as, as Brian Alexander is an Alexander, he does round out the podcast this week as three guys with the same three name. Three guys uh, with the
2: same name. Spider-Man. Um, I will say, uh, you, you brought up uh, bringing someone on to talk about film who has film experience. And I, I, as I was re-watching them for this specific podcast, I was just like, oh boy, oh boy, I got some things to say.
0: These are these are these are big movies with a lot going on. And Spider-Man is there a little bit. Uh, but you know what? I think I think he's still good in it.
1: Yeah. No, oh, solid. Yeah. It's all true to the, the the stuff that Watts like laid out in the first one.
0: It's all true to it. Uh, I'm going to get into my deeper thoughts on it later. But yeah, let's get into it. Uh, these are two movies. So the basic facts are going to be kind of split up. Uh, right. right. Yeah. Uh, Infinity War was released on April 27th, 2018, and Endgame was released on April 26th, 2019. So, just about a year apart from each other. Uh, they were both directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, who cut their teeth on lots of stuff. Uh, I think the thing they're most known, especially in this universe, they directed Captain America the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Civil War uh they've been they've been working on lots of different stuff now i think they're making a new movie with tom holland in it that's like coming mm. out on apple tv plus or whatever i'm probably gonna pirate that movie because i don't have apple
1: tv <laughs> plus <laughs> we're not even using like euphemisms anymore we're just i don't, I, 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 we don't are give a shit. I don't i don't want to
0: i don't want fucking apple tv plus uh but i like tom but holland how you stay
1: th- up to date on the latest jj abrams project jesus uh, christ not-
2: not to plug myself in, but uh, I was actually in a show on Apple TV Plus as an extra. You can see the back of my head for a solid three seconds. But which Apple TV
0: Plus show were you on?
2: Uh, it was the uh, Amazing... It, I think it's called Amazing Stories. It's like an anthology series. Yeah, the Amazing uh,
0: Stories reboot? Holy shit.
2: Yeah, the I was in the uh, first episode where the dude from Maze Runner, it was after he got fucking like destroyed by a car. Uh, I, I
1: maybe should have mentioned this in the intro uh, before we get too sidetracked. Brian and I were once in an episode of Carnival Eats together. I've, I, have, I have
0: seen that Carnival Eats episode. <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll have to link to that in the description. I'll try to
0: find like some Daily Motion link to it, but that uh, was truly
1: the most epic crossover event of our time. I do remember seeing that.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably end up pirating that movie because I like Tom Holland and Double all the time. I know he can do drama well.
1: Oh yeah, for sure
0: uh anyway these movies like civil war uh were written by christopher marcus and stephen mcfeely again don't sound like real names uh (laughs) as for the cast there are lots of fucking people in these movies i'm not gonna name everybody you you know who's in these movies you know who's in these movies i'm gonna name the main six avengers and then like a scattering of other people uh that matter to the plot uh we've got robert downey jr as tony stark slash iron man Uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Just one name. How beautiful. Uh, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner slash Hulk. Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff slash Black Widow. Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye slash Ronan. They don't actually call him Ronan in Endgame. uh, uh, Is he called Ronan? I don't know. Uh, Don Cheadle as James Rhodes slash War Machine Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Stephen Strange Paul Rudd as Scott Lang slash Ant-Man Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Captain Marvel Zoe Saldana as Gamora Tom Holland as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man and Josh Brolin as Thanos Jesus Christ. Slash Thanos man. Slash slash Thanos man. There's so many fucking people in these movies.
2: Uh, We forgot the most important character. Did we? Uh, The most important character, uh, Rowan Atkinson as uh, Mr. Bean. Oh, fuck. We forgot about Mr. Bean. He's the one that killed Thanos. I completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Donkey Kong is also in the movie.
1: Every single Power Ranger. Dante from
0: the Devil May Cry series. And Knuckles and knuckles uh anyway (laughs) dmc dante uh anyway uh the music in these movies are by alan silvestri
1: fucking Uh, excellent excellent excellent
0: excellent who is best known for scoring lots of uh different movies uh mostly the back to the future movies he did predator uh, and he also did the score to the first Avengers movie, which contains the other uh, score from the Marvel movies that I remember that isn't mm-hmm. Spider-Man. There you go. Uh, all right. Infinity War had a budget of $400 million. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and a box office of $2.048 billion. That's that's more. That's a bigger number. A lot of fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Endgame had a budget of $356 million uh, and a box office of $2.798 billion. As of the recording of this podcast in January 2021, uh, Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing film of all time. Number go up, baby. Number go up. Line go up. Make sure those kids buy toys. Buy toys. (laughs) Uh, For for to sell toys. All right. All right. Alex, do you have any personal experiences with these two movies?
1: Yes and no, actually. Uh, I did not see Infinity War in the theater. Um, I did, was not seeing a lot of. I didn't see a lot of movies in 2018, to be totally honest. Uh, I'd have to look at a list of movies from 2018 that weren't like I don't know Solo to like tell you what came out that year. Um, but I did not see Infinity War. However, I saw Endgame twice. Um, Mostly because I had seen Infinity War, and I was like, "Oh shit, no, that was good." I'm, I'm gonna go see Endgame because it'll have Spider Man in it for five seconds, and then the Endgame had Spider Man in it for five seconds, and I liked it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that that's about the big and small of it. Um, you know, I my my personal would wildly vary throughout all of these movies, and this is another one of those kind of wild cards because I, you know, I had so much like hope and joy going into homecoming and seeing it with a friend that I really, you know, like meshed with on Spider-Man and stuff. And this one was just like, yeah, it, it's the big one. This is where it's been going. I want to see where it goes after was my whole thought process the whole time. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw one of them in the theater twice. So it balances out.
0: All right. Uh, Brian, do you have any personal experiences with either of these movies?
2: Um, Whenever, Whenever Infinity War was coming out, I was very, very excited for it because I had just watched uh, Thor Ragnarok and Ragnarok still stands as uh, probably my favorite movie in this, you know, like gargantuan series so far. So I I was pretty excited for it. And I remember I went to see it opening night with uh, a bunch of close friends. Um, I'm the type of person that likes to read spoilers before watching the movie. Uh, Very interesting. Alien to me, man. Alien to me. Well, let me explain myself. So, like, uh, The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense is a movie that's really good on your first watch. Afterwards, it kind of loses its luster because you already know what's coming. I I like spoilers because sometimes the wow factor kind of brushes over the fact that maybe it's not a very good movie. Hmm. And, so,
0: and in and in I guess in better movies you can sort of see how the filmmaker is setting that stuff up while it's yeah, happening yeah. instead of being oh surprise and then having to like remember what happened, how they set that up.
2: Yeah, precisely. And so that's so that's why I, I, I do enjoy spoilers. And so a lot of things were spoiled for me, but not all of it. So it was it was a good mix of both, where oh, you know, like oh I knew this was coming, but I didn't know this was coming. And then, uh, and so I I remember seeing Infinity War once, and I was just like, wow, that's really good. I can't wait to see uh, Endgame and Captain Marvel. And then I remember I went to see Endgame, and I was just like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) Checking it, checking out. Checking out. Uh, I I, I got the uh, dessert, so I'm leaving.
0: Yeah, Uh, I've, I've expressed this opinion in the past, I don't think ever, like in Social media or whatever, just talking to people. But uh I never really cared about the Marvel movies until Spider Man showed up. I said that on the podcast. But uh even after these movies, I'm really only invested in like a couple of things. Like Spider Man, I'll de- obviously see any movie with him in it. Uh, uh, I might, I'll probably see the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie when that comes out because those are good. Oh, yeah. uh, and then the Doctor Strange movies, because I have a soft spot for Doctor Strange, and I think he's cool. Other than that, yeah. I don't give a shit about the fucking Eternals, or Shang-Chi, or whatever any of this other shit is. I don't care.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah if I'm Sam out. Raimi directed the Eternals, maybe I'd be seeing it. I'm, <laughs> but, I, am,
0: I am tapped
2: out. Am I-, I, I, will watch, I will watch anything that Taika Waititi does, so I'm excited for uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And isn't Sam Raimi doing... A uh, multiverse of madness.
1: Yes, yep. he is. The, the Doctor Strange movie is 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 Sam Raimi, which is going to be it, it. It has to be good. There's no way it can't. Otherwise, we'll be here on the same podcast a year or two from now, like shaking our heads, like what fools we were. <laughs> we got our hopes up for nothing.
2: Those are literally the only two movies I'm interested in watching anymore.
0: It's it's very interesting to see where they're going to go from here because I feel like now. They they don't have. I feel like they're not going to have as big of an audience. Uh, So I wonder if when they do like their wackier shit, uh, like with the Eternals and like Shang Chi, like those are so completely different from anything we've had before. uh, That I wonder if they do they do they don't do as well as other movies have at the box office. Uh, I'm not predicting that they will, but um, I wonder if the suits are going to pin that more on. People being disinterested after Endgame, or this is too weird. We should stop making movies like this.
1: Those are really the two vi- most like viable options, I think, in my head. To uh, that's, yeah.
0: uh, that's certainly uh, that, that's certainly a quandary that those uh, the Marvel Studios people are going to have to face. Uh, anyway, my personal experiences uh, are. Pretty simple. Also, like with you, Alex, Uh, this was around the point where I was, I finally got my driver's license and I'm just like, I'm going to go see movies now. Uh, So I went and saw this movie and Endgame, well, Infinity War and Endgame uh, by myself at the movie theater. Uh, I had kind of been spoiled before because there were all those memes uh, about people dying in Infinity War. Uh, But it it was still a good ending. Uh, We're going to talk about that later. Uh, And then I saw Endgame, I think I also saw Endgame twice in the theater uh but i remember seeing it the day it came out in the theater at the town where my university is so i got out of class got in my truck and immediately drove over there and it was like a packed house uh lots of people there i've never i've never been to that theater since uh but mm-hmm. it was a very nice experience remember uh, movie theaters remember movie th- it's been so I, I think the last time i went to a movie theater was march of last year it was uh it's been yeah, so long.
1: Birds of Prey and Rise of Skywalker.
2: The last movie I saw was Sonic the Hedgehog, and I swear to God, if I die without seeing another movie. In a theater? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think Alex was Birds of Prey. That was your last movie?
1: Yeah, preceded by Rise of Skywalker. Oh, so. Jesus. The last movie I saw in theater was Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I really enjoyed. I should specify that was the last new releases I saw throughout the Mm. months of um, something like May to July. uh, They were doing $5 matinees at my theater in Iowa when I lived in Iowa, where it was a different Harry Potter movie every week. And my fiance is a Harry Potter fanatic. So we went and saw a Harry Potter movie every week. And we were the only ones in the theater six out of eight times oh but that's it, nice the other two times it was one other person like way the fuck away so it was it, it was really nice because like i i think we were going to see like one star wars movie on top of that but we didn't end up doing that because rise of skywalker came out we were like you know what we're done this. but uh that was an interesting experience that was i guess fun. That,
0: i guess that's the combination of covid and living in iowa
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely you couldn't do that in the theater here but it was nice no especially not also not in the theater where i live out in missouri oh, uh Anyway, Alex, do you want to yes. take us through the plot
0: of these really fucking long movies?
1: Absolutely. As you probably know, listening to this podcast, the first movie is about two and a half hours long, and the second movie is about three hours long. There's about 10 minutes of Spider-Man between both of those 10, movies. 10, 15 so minutes. Not a as whole we mind. are a, a Spider-Man podcast, I'm going to, not, not not too fast, but I'm going to very, very swiftly take us through these movies because they're so Fucking much that happens, and I'm just going to give you the stuff that matters. And when we so do get welcome, to the Spider Man parts, I will certainly make lots of dumb comments about them. <laughs> we'll pump the brakes and talk about Spider Man because what else are we here to do on this podcast? And episode, what is this, episode 9?
0: Yeah, episode uh, 9,
1: this is what this is. Of talking about Spider Man, so here we are. Uh, so, Infinity War, uh, Thanos, you know, Thanos Man, he is already in possession of the Power Stone acquired off screen. Uh, And he attacks and wipes out most of the Asgardian fleet. Uh, We we get some really some really quick off the bat stakes raising. He kills Loki right in front of us, you know, big name character, major villain, you know, of the first collaboration movie, you know, I never
0: cared for Loki.
1: I, I don't care t- t- terribly for the character. I think it's it's a fun idea for this like whatever what if show they're giving him, you know. Yeah. Uh, but this was a good exit for the the main character, I, I suppose. Just kill yeah. him. I feel like this has been said about a million times before, but
0: Thanos is a good villain.
1: Great villain, uh, Brolin oh, yeah. really. I can't imagine anyone else in the role. Brolin really knows how to sell a, a soliloquy. I think. Yes. He, he makes me think of uh, his role on No Country for Old Men a lot. I and need to fucking see No Country for
0: Old Men. It just got on <laughs> okay, HBO okay. Max.
1: I haven't seen it. It's so good. I think I've seen it four or five times. Jesus, really I need good. to get on that. No, you'll like it a lot. I know you. But yeah, uh, yeah Loki. Sure, yeah. Loki is dead right off the bat. Uh, Thor is incapacitated and uh, Hulk is beamed to Earth via uh, Heimdall's Bifrost right before he dies. So, you know, we get a lot of, you know, a lot of shit happens in our cold open. Uh, Hulk is thrown, like, all the way across the universe to Earth where he falls into the Sanctum Santorum and meets up with Doctor Strange and Wong. Uh, where, from there, they are all kowtowed over to Iron Man who is on some, like, spiel about dreams and children and, you know, just... They get a lot of exposition out of the way really, really quickly in this movie. Um, and...
0: I think I think it's good that they have Bruce as a character to in like to inject into the story as a fish out of water, yeah. because like he hasn't been on Earth since like Age of Ultron.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: he, he like he I think he's a good character for people who haven't watched a Marvel movie in forever to be like, what the fuck is going on?
1: And, and that does prompt me to want to remember to mention, yeah, he's he's not Hulk anymore at any point in this movie. Uh, it's just Bruce for a good while in Infinity War. Uh, which I think was a fun take on the character. I think there was some fake-out stuff in, in some of the trailers, right, that had whole oh, yeah. yeah, in the movie, and he's not? That's that's good stuff. I, I, I like good deception. <laughs> um, so they, they brief Iron Man on what's going on, and they all kind of agree that the next logical step is locating Vision, because he is like a walking uh, Infinity Stone, which means they kind of need to make contact with steve rogers to track down vision and as we all know they broke up the the, like the beatles as they say um so that's 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 weird however uh we get two of the children of thanos ebony maw and cole obsidian uh arriving to attempt to take the time stone from doctor strange and that kind of starts this you know not, not quite battle of new york scale battle, but some shit starts going down in the park.
0: the first big action sequence.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's 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 fun stuff. Uh it gets even better when it involves Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> the the guy, him. Uh we get a very fun Stanley cameo as the bus driver. that's like they're just shit off the list right off the bat. Okay, got the Stan cameo out of the way. We got two hours left. Let's keep moving.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh I was just gonna say is isn't this the first time where we see like what one would call spider sense in the mcu spider-man spider sense is in civil war yeah
1: Uh, his eyes widen when something's like flying at him from behind at at one point but they do it is so explicitly shown here though with the with the hair raising on the arm yes this is the
0: first one where you don't have to think for a second
1: uh
0: but yeah i love this whole little bus vignette i love when he throws out his web shooters and they wrap around in that shit fucking rules
1: and he climbs out
0: it's just, it's just a perfect little vignette. He's going, he's going to the MoMA, I think, for a field trip.
1: I think it's uh, logically a little silly for him to have like jumped out of the side of the bus and mask up then, and like everyone behind him could be like, "Hey, that's that, that spider mans is a high school kid."
0: Ned is very good at creating
1: distractions, but there is a spaceship in here, so I guess you know. Whatever. <laughs> cares. Uh, love the suit. It is very clearly a lot more CGI in this one, just like it was in in uh, the Captain America movie. But still, the colors are great. Uh, it's it's a great suit. Uh, I'm glad they held on to it. I love
0: the homecoming suit. It's my favorite. I don't have a single complaint about it.
1: I love the the quips in this movie. I like the Ugh. the <laughs> the wizard with the necklace and all that talk. Um, uh. It's good stuff. They get the character right. Um, I'm just happy he's in these movies. It just feels right.
2: One of the things that kind of annoys me about these films is the quippiness. Because, like, I know that's comic accurate, but sometimes, you know, I'm just watching it and it's just like, oh, God, just shut up for a second. I don't know if it works very well for other
0: characters in the universe, but it definitely works for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah.
2: That's fair.
1: That's fair. So uh, Doctor Strange is ultimately captured by uh, Ebony Maw, and Peter and Tony separately stow away aboard the spaceship to follow the stone. And we get our Iron Spider uh, on oh, Iron Spider, great stuff.
0: Um, Iron Spider. I've said this. Be- I said this in the last episode. Uh, Iron Spider looks way better than it does in the comics. It's got the right colors. Or sure. uh, it includes the gold, but not as. Hideous as it is on the comics costume, it's a lot less uh, it's like mustard than the comics. Gold trim, it's nice. It's a good looking suit. It's a good yeah. suit. Yeah, absolutely. If there's one thing I do not have a single complaint about in any of the MCU movies, it's the costume design. Uh, with the Spider-Man movies, they all look
1: great. Oh yeah, they've they've got some good artists in charge, and they don't let Alex Ross do anything final. <laughs> 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 um. So, yeah, um, Peter and Tony separately get on board the ship. They meet up later. Uh, Wong decides to stay behind and guard the Sanctorum, which upon this rewatch, I thought to myself, God, this is going to be a depressing movie for like Wong. Because like Dr. Str- Strange goes away and just, he vanishes later at the end of this movie. So it's like, fuck, he he just straight up doesn't get an update on that guy. huh?
0: <laughs> well, we don't know if he actually got killed by Thanos or not. So who knows?
1: Yeah, true, true. Uh, Banner, you know, does his best to get in contact and speaking terms with the rest of the Avengers, figure out what's going on. We get a crossover to Scotland, where Wanda and Vision are ambushed by the other two uh, children of Thanos, uh, one of them, of which, uh, straight up to me, looks like the animatronic Green Goblin mask from *Raimi*. It kind of does. It looks like yeah. that to me, man. Every time I see him, that's all I could think of. Uh, I just wanted to point that. Yeah, this this whole this whole uh,
0: Wanda Vision uh, scene—it's really good. Uh,
1: I'm, yeah, at no, least
0: is. Va- I'm at least vaguely interested in their television program. Uh, yeah, just because it's... they're really good actors.
1: If anything, it's going to you know be probably contextually important for the multiverse movie that's coming up, because um, yes. is also a, a, a key character in the Doctor Strange sequel, so uh, I'll, I'll watch it, if only out of interest, for the things I am interested in. I don't know if I give a shit about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Enough no, to watch. I, I
0: really only care about, the only Disney Plus shows that vaguely interest me are WandaVision and the Hawkeye show, because they're doing the Matt Fraction run. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, uh, we get the we get the fun train reveal. We get Steve, uh, Black Widow, and Falcon all showing up to fight off the other two children of Thanos here. Dude's rock moment. Yeah, really. Uh, this is probably the movie. I think I think Captain America is the coolest in. Uh, yes. Yeah, Once he Absolutely. loses the beard in Endgame, his cool factor goes down a little he bit. Should have kept like, the
0: beard in Endgame. Yeah. It would have been awesome.
1: Yeah, the Jay Bowman look really worked for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh
2: whenever, whenever they were working out contracts Chris Evans was just like please let me keep a beard and they said okay you could do it for one movie <laughs>
1: So once they fight off the uh they they pretty much win actually they fight them off but instead of getting to kill the goblin they they, they beam out so they meet up with a uh, rody at the the upstate facility back in America uh Rhodey, you know directly disobeys orders and collaborates with them Vision wants to destroy the stone and himself to halt Thanos' plan, but the gang says that they need to go to Wakanda and give him a science surgery instead. Uh, so they they do that. Um, Thor, in the meantime, is rescued from the wreck of the Asgardian fleet by the Guardians of the Galaxy, who were responding to the distress call that the ship was putting out. Uh, they literally bump into Thor and let him in, where Mantis wakes him up uh thor thinks thanos could be heading for the reality stone which is stored with the collector at nowhere but he requires a new weapon to confront thanos with as he no longer has mjolnir that got fucked up in ragnarok uh he needs to go to Nidavellir, where a weapon forge exists that he's you know capable of making such a weapon at uh while all this is going down and he's prepping to leave um he takes Rocket and Groot with him. That's an interesting pair-up, I thought, was uh you know, this this Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy kind of crossover thing. I think it makes sense to take like Rocket and Groot with him.
0: Just like I'm happy that Spider-Man is in this movie. I'm happy that the Guardians of the Galaxy are in this movie. Because it's just it's just nice to have him here. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah and, I like
1: you guys. I'm glad you're here. And I'm very happy that um specifically that James Gunn was able to EP on this movie and like provide his input because these are his characters. Uh, he he uh, on the on the screen anyway, they are. Yeah. Um, James Gunn fucking rules. I James agree. Gunn is I definitely. I would consider him in the pantheon of dudes rock filmmakers. I was gonna save this for trivia, but it's too funny not to bring up. Uh, next time you watch this movie, the, the place, the forge, it's called Nita Valir. Hemsworth straight up says Neva Delir like three times. Like he he swaps some consonants out, <laughs> and it's still in the fucking movie. The it's, fucking a, it's, cares. A, it's a <laughs> It's on. I know, but it's it's just funny to me. This is the highest is. person movie of all time, and they didn't say cut, Chris, Nita, Valir, take five. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like
0: when ha- it's like when Happy was talking about Thor's belt in uh, Homecoming. Yeah, you just like exactly. can't get that shit out.
1: <laughs> so, um, so Thor departs um, with the pod with Rocket and Groot to go do that. Gamora imparts to Quill in the meantime that if it comes down to um if it comes down to it and and Thanos tries to like take Gamora or do anything with her, she needs him to shoot her in the face and kill her, which is, you know, right. a talk a talk every girlfriend has ever had with me, anyway. Um Same. they they get to nowhere and Thanos ambushes the guardians. Uh he's already in possession of the reality stone. Uh you know, kicks the shit out of him again. Uh, but he also knows that Gamora knows where the Soul Stone is. He kidnaps her, and there's a great little fake-out, you know, with Quill moment, the bubble gun and all that. Uh, I,
0: I really like the Infinity Gauntlet, the way that it looks and the way that they use the powers of it visually. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially in, like, the Titan fight way later on. Uh, it's just a cool thing to have in the movie, and it does a bunch of weird, fun stuff.
1: They really embrace, like, the, the comic book nature of it, I think.
0: Yes, th- this movie, and especially Endgame, uh, really are just, like, fucking comic book shit. Now, we're doing it now.
2: I have to imagine that the bubbles, like, that part with Quill, I have to imagine that those bubbles were it just the subtlest reference to Marvel vs. Capcom. Hey, man, I don't know. Because, <laughs> like... That that that's one of the things Thanos does in the game with the Reality Stone. He he does bubble shit.
0: Oh, I've never actually played Marvel vs. Capcom. So
1: yeah, I'm not a fighting that's game fun. guy. That's, that's fun. Of, very cool. Um, through all this, uh, Nebula escapes and uh, signals the remaining allies that they need to gather at Titan. Uh, Thanos and Gamora arrive at Vormir and meet Red Skull. Where he explains that uh, to attain the Soul Stone, you have to sacrifice something you love. So Thanos tearfully kills Gamora in order to take control of the stone. Very, very dudes don't rock moment. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm not. I'm not a
1: huge fan
0: with what they do to Gamora in this movie. Uh she just just kind of murdered. It, it, yeah she just kind of unceremoniously dumped from the series and they bring her back but as like a past version who like doesn't understand any of the things so they just like completely reset her character arc uh and for funsies
1: i don't know it's tragic yeah. and all but it's also very like jarring and it just feels like a plot device more than an emotional thing yeah and the same thing yeah. with black widow in the
0: next movie it's it's yeah
1: Vormir just seems so, like the place where Marvel
0: dumps all their female characters. They're like, yeah, you go yeah, in here—the
1: sure. place where 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 girls are not allowed.
2: <laughs> and like, they they don't even like specifically with the Black Widow thing. Like, they even play the same exact music, and it just feels really uh, like it just feels like it was done in poor taste. Like shock value.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh forget about all of that because we're back to our next spider moment. We're jumping pl-
0: up uh, all kinds of plots, we're jumping everywhere.
1: So, uh back on board the the alien spaceship, um Dark and Peter uh rescue Doctor Strange from the maw. They aliens him out of the hatch of the ship. Uh again, I, we, it's Thank a good. Uh, this is a great Peter. Peter's younger than me in this movie. I would never refer to Aliens as that really old movie, nor would I refer to Empire as that really old movie. So it's like people people get mad about that. I'm just like, i don't what fucking do you give want shit. <laughs> 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 fucking I Peter.
0: Peter is like younger than me in these movies. It was like 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah he's he,
2: supposed to be like 15.
0: Yeah, he's 15 at home. He's I think he's 15 at Homecoming. He's 16. Yeah, he's like 16 and Far From Home. So, yeah,
1: who gives a shit? he's going to wear a Ramon shirt, and he'll not be able to tell me five Ramon songs. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Doctor Strange wants to uh, retreat, but Tony believes that fighting Thanos head-on and confronting him is going to be the the play on this. Um, They manage to, quote-unquote, land the ship, and uh, they meet Quill, Drax, and Mantis and form a plan to get Thanos and the Gauntlet apart. Quill uh, from Missouri.
0: Good, good Missouri representation. That's exactly how everybody acts in this state.
1: Is he good Missouri representation?
0: Everybody in this state is a fucking idiot. How
1: <laughs> <I don't laughs> long, long until they have him name drop the Kansas City Chiefs in one oh of my these God. movies?
0: I don't know. I don't know how uh, he might even, I don't know. When did he get uh, kidnapped from Earth? This, I think that might have been before the Royals won the World Series in 85. Oh yeah, probably
1: before then, yeah. <laughs> Then I don't know how well, good
0: the Chiefs were in uh, the early 80s. Probably not very good, because the Chiefs have never been good until recently. Is Patrick Mahomes MCU
1: canon? Big red circle oh my God. <laughs> 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 Um. So yeah, Strange uses the Time Stone to view fourteen million six hundred and five alternate realities uh, You know of, of different post-events of their things happening here. Uh, seeing only one single reality where they win and survive all this, what we will call the movie reality. <laughs> uh, I've, really, uh, I've said this before. I don't mean to keep interrupting.
0: Uh, oh no! Go
1: by all means. That's
0: the I've said this before. I think Doctor Strange is really cool in these movies. So yeah. He does oh, a yeah, bunch of funny. Sure. He does a. I like. I like funny wizards, and he does a bunch of funny
1: wizard shit. <laughs> I do like funny wizards. I do uh, like funny
0: wizards. Uh, I'm glad he's going to be in, in the next Spider Man movie. Uh, I just recently read uh, some uh, some stuff that apparently uh, the only reason he's going to be in this movie uh, is other than like story stuff, but like fundamentally the reason that he's in the movie uh, is because Sony had a mandate that there has to be some sort of large tentpole MCU character other than Spider-Man in the mo- in every one of the movies. That's why that's why Iron Man is in Homecoming. And Nick Fury isn't far from home. They had to have some kind of tentpole MCU character along with Spider-Man in the every movie. Every
1: movie is now a
2: buddy cop. That, that that is so funny to me because, like, i'll I'll get it, I'll get into it later once you know, like, we start discussing things more. But one of my big things about the MCU Spider-Man is that I keep feeling like they kneecap him by shoving another character in to you know, like every single film he's in.
0: I don't. I don't feel like it's kneecapping the story necessarily. Uh, I've expressed in the past that I. I don't. I've never really agreed with the whole Iron Man Junior. Uh, uh, criticism. I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, but I think that the writers and the creative team in Marvel are given this mandate from Sony, uh, and I think that they do the best that they can with yeah, that absolutely. mandate.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's it's not their fault. No, 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 no. And like, I'm not, I, I'm not even saying that. Like, I support the Iron Man Junior. Like, crap, because I I also disagree with that. But I do feel like sometimes because Spider Man is one of the biggest characters ever at Marvel, and and yes. I just always thought it was really weird that it felt like they had to piggyback him with someone else.
0: Yes, it is weird, but I feel like. Things are going to... I don't know. I have, hmm. a lo- I have a lot of hopes and aspirations for the third Spider-Man movie, and I don't know. I, I, don't, I definitely don't think they're all going to pan out, but uh, I've, I've read about a bazillion rumors about this movie. Some of them say Doctor Strange is only going to be the movie for like 10 minutes, just like to get the, get the obligation out of the way. Who knows? Uh, it's all up in the air. We don't even know what the movie's called. Uh, Not even Tom Holland knows what it's called. Not even Tom Holland knows what he's called. He's out promoting uh, Cherry or whatever. Uh, All
1: right. (laughs) Back into it. So, Doctor Strange does his shit. He views 14 million realities. Thanos arrives. Uh, And while distracted for a bit, they they do ambush him and eventually uh, manage to subdue him after a really cool extended hand-to-hand combat sequence. Uh, Mantis calms Thanos into submission while Pena, Peter, Peter, and Tony, try to, Peter, uh, yank the glove off. Peter, uh, you gotta stop Thanos! <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know how that came out of me. My nose is so congested. Um, so while the, all this is happening, uh, Quill and Nebula somehow deduce that uh, Gamora is dead via Thanos's uh, talk. And uh, an enraged quill punches the shit out of Thanos, uh, disrupting everything and getting everyone's asses kicked. Uh, I especially hate in this scene that Peter Parker almost has the glove off of Thanos. And <sighs> he almost it, fucking got it. Uh, just another second or two. There's always uh, one guy that's got to ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> In the oh, ensuing yeah. fight, everybody gets their ass kicked, and Stark gets stabbed with his own sword, which I think is always fitting. I, I, I'm not a huge, great big Tony Stark fan, and I like seeing him get, you know, humanity needs to be saved and all, but get seeing him get stabbed with his own sword is pretty like, hmm, uh, there you go. Oh Tony. my god, did
0: we, even, <laughs> did we even establish what Thanos wants to do? We didn't even talk about that.
1: Uh, I figured I figured it's hammered in enough in the movie, but we we can we can speak about it. Yeah, I, I mostly just started talking about his quest to collect the stones. Yeah,
0: Thanos wants to get all the Infinity Stones so he can wipe out half life half of all life in the universe. That's <laughs> well, it.
1: Half Life Three. Half Life Three. Wants. That's what he wants. I know, yeah, I, sorry. Can't afford a, I can't afford a VR headset. I want Half Life Three for console. That's what that's what happens
0: when uh, we try to we try to use big movies rapid fires. We
1: we miss yeah, some stuff but like. I do, well, I do I do mean, almost like, feel like though like you know what this movie you about. know what I happens was, in Infinity uh, War. Thanos yeah. who who's Thanos which one again? Which one? Grimace? <laughs> the big purple J- guy. Did you have something
0: to say, Brian?
2: Oh no no no. Uh I, w- I was just gonna add that you know, like everyone in their mom probably knows what Thanos' plan is because it seems like every movie in Hollywood is now trying to copy the Thanos plan. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen any of the DC movies that were made by Zack Snyder. I kind of want to as like a morbid experiment before that Snyder cut comes out on HBO Max. I'm
1: so excited. Uh, excited. Yeah, but
0: I, it's going to be, it's going to be something. It's going to be something, but yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way because we usually go more in depth on stuff and at least talk about what the villain's plan is. Uh, But
1: yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, and that plan is uh, getting closer to fruition as we talk. Uh, st- t- Tony Stark is stabbed with his own arm sword thing. And as he's about to be killed, Strange uh, decides to trade the Time Stone for Tony's life, just like he said he would not do. Uh, yeah. so that they are now in the end game of everything. Hey, that's the name of the next movie. Uh, we get a long ass sequence where Thor gets his new axe. Uh, it's It happens so much. It's so long. So Uh, It is really long.
2: (laughs) I forgot how long that was.
1: Peter Dinklage is there. That's it. He gets an axe. He gets an axe. The Avengers gather in Wakanda and task Shuri uh, with operating on Vision, trying to separate the stone from his head. Thanos' army then arrives over Wakanda and uh, quickly begins overwhelming Wakanda's defenses. Uh, Eventually the lab is infiltrated and Shuri is attacked, interrupting Vision's procedure and the children of thanos show up too but they are killed and the avengers almost have the upper hand on everything until thanos physically arrives in wakanda with five of the six stones in his possession yeah uh, i want to
0: talk about this this whole wakanda fight scene uh, it's like a big dumb toy box action figure battle and
1: it's fun very, it's very lord of the rings yeah. i
0: think it is by by get both 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 this movie and Endgame, game like i said before they have very bombastic comic booky tones more than any of the other movies in the MCU, really. Uh, and these action sequences are really good examples of what that can do to enhance a movie like that. Uh, oh, yeah. Thor's, en- yeah. Thor's
1: Entrance is a dude's rock moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. still, to this day, say that if they had all that money, they should have licensed like another Zeppelin song for him to come Fuck. down and on. That, that would have made it so much better than the score they used. Did you have something you want to say, Brian?
2: Uh, no, I was just going to say, um, you know, like with the idea of it just being like a big toy box, there, there, there's so much criticism behind these movies of, you know, like not having much to them, but like it's 10 years of this damn franchise. Like it's okay for it to just be like celebrating the crazy wackiness of comic books.
0: Yeah, I feel like as the MCU has gone on, they've decided to just do weirder shit now. Like, I can't even imagine uh, an MCU movie from, like, 2015 trying to do, like, Mysterio. That's, like, such a oh, weird oh, yeah. concept as a villain. They'd probably fuck it up tremendously. Uh, Joss Whedon would be awful writing him. Uh, it
1: would be happy yeah. with what we got, I guess.
0: Yes. Uh, as, I'm going to get I'm definitely going to get into, this, into the next episode. Uh, I fucking love Mysterio. Uh, I think he's doing oh, yeah. really, really okay. well. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, this endgame, especially, I guess we'll get to that when we talk about that movie, Uh, but endgame feels very self-congratulatory, but I feel like it's kind of earned that
2: in a way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: No, I definitely prefer Infinity War, but I guess I do definitely also prefer Uh, Infinity War. (laughs) So uh, Wanda does indeed uh, decide to pull the trigger on killing Vision to save the day. Love this scene. I really do. I'm not in love with their relationship, but I do love I like the Vision character a lot in these movies. And I, I love like just how it's set up, how they do it. And I love the cruelty of Thanos when he undoes it right in front of her and then just digs the, <laughs> the nugget right out of his forehead, right in front of her. Uh, oh, man. Galactic chicken nugget. Now, now in full possession of all six Infinity Stones, Thanos is about to snap when uh, Thor tries to save the day, attacks him and buries his axe in his chest but Thanos derides him for not aiming for the head and is able to snap and complete his goal. uh, Thor fumbles the bag. Half of all life in the universe is gone. He vanishes. And then we lose, uh, in quick sequence, uh, visually we lose Bucky, Groot, Peter Quill, Doctor Strange, T'Challa, Sam, Drax, Nantis, Wanda, and finally Peter Parker. Uh, Our
0: our sweet prince. We lose him. Uh,
1: our final spider moment for about two and a half, three hours of movie time. I can't
2: can't believe they actually killed off Spider-Man totally for good.
1: Uh, Crazy that he will never be in another movie. And now that Miles Morales will have to be the new Spider-Man because Peter Parker is dead and he is never coming back.
0: It it is kind of a a, a comic booky moment that we know was going to be reversed, but it is kind of a fucking ballsy move to just oh, kill no, half cool. it is a ballsy move to kill half the cast and then have the end of the movie just be the villain sitting at his fancy ranch, like ah yes, I have won.
1: So yes, uh, and lastly, as as we lose, you know, each and next individual avenger one by one peter is the final one to fade to dust in tony's arms um good scene great scene uh some fun like fun i say but some interesting lore implications of like you know him realizing it's happening due to spider sense and his like him fighting it like healing factor whatever you want to call it you know fighting against it too just just rough shit he's he's fucking trying his heart out it's a good scene tom holland is a good peter parker I don't feel so good. You're
2: all right. I
0: don't. I don't know what's happening.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to go,
2: sir. Please, please. I don't want to go. I don't want to go.
1: Uh, it's it. There's a lot of emotion he brings to the performance. that's reminiscent of like the rubble scene and homecoming. Um, yes, just very good at the desperate, like sad Spider-Man that that is capable of happening when he gets beaten down pretty hard. That is why I am excited
0: for the next movie because I hope they capitalize on that.
1: Yeah, I hope he's another <laughs> dudes down bad yet again. Dudes
2: down bad.
1: Um, but yeah, we we end on that low note of of Peter dying in Tony's arms. We get sad Tony. We get. Thanos with his sunset and we get a little nick fury captain marvel colin tease before the movie caps off and that is infinity war i
0: completely forgot about this scene i did not watch the post credits
1: (laughs) oh yeah i stuck around just long enough for that but that takes us to avengers the end game and a long long fucking movie but we're going to breeze through the plot because Spider-Man is in 90... He's in like 1% of it. He's in 2% of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're,
0: I, I wrote very light notes, and even the notes I've written have mostly been glossed over because we got to power through this shit.
1: Uh, we get a great cold open in the movie with Hawkeye's family during the snap. Uh, very good. Course. He took some government deal like uh, Scott Lang did, and he was you know laying low through the events of Infinity War. And then his entire family gets dusted. And everybody... Nothing. Not great. Armin Armin lost his whole squad. <laughs> yeah, um, not one percent, just all of them. All, all yeah. squad. Nebula and Stark are rescued from deep space and their uh, their isolated solitude by Captain Marvel, uh, who brings. I do, have two, I do
0: have two comments about this scene. Yes. Uh, number one, this move Endgame is really just like the Nebula movie. Like Nebula is a big yeah. kind of vocal point of it, and Nebula. Karen Gillan yeah.
1: does a really good job. Yeah, for real. Very underrated. Uh, very underrated actress. Uh, and my other comment is that I like
0: that Captain Marvel's here, but it's kind of obvious that this movie was filmed before Captain Marvel was, because yes. it feels like Brie Larson doesn't have a hold of the character yet. She doesn't have a feel for the character yet. So she's just kind of flying blind at this point. She's a cool yeah, lady. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. She doesn't have, like, the full personality that, like, developed from getting to know the character for yes. a two-hour, you know, multi-month movie. Uh, but, yeah, no, both, both solid and fair points. Uh, this now, you know, has all of the living Avengers reunited on Earth. Tony looks very sickly and bad. Um, He's down bad. <laughs> they, 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 they come together and they hatch a plan to steal the stones from Thanos and undo everything. Um, they don't need to track him or anything, as, as Nebula is already fully aware of where he would have gone after accomplishing, you know, his grand master plan. Uh, they track him there, they get there, and unfortunately they find him, post-victory, even more fucked up than he already was when uh, he, you know, used the stones and everything happened. Um, as he used the stones to destroy the stones, and- Look, at like, look at like Gus Fring. Yeah, he he's looking bad. He's he's like baked. Um like like broiled. Um in in his rage and frustration, Thor murders Thanos over this, and we get a really possibly my favorite shot of the movie is that fit like that blur out when th- when Thor kind of stumbles down the steps outside with his cape billowing behind him, and it goes all blurry. That straight up might be my favorite shot in the movie. It's good stuff. <laughs> call it the boys at one perfect shot. Get him on the horn. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like something yeah. out of Star Wars uh, with like the descending down the steps and the cape. But we get our our five years later. From there,
0: that's another big yeah. comic booky choice, and I think it's good. I like that they do the weird time skip, and now their movies are not chronological with real reality time. It's like fuck I it, like, why not?
1: I like that the movie didn't just start at the five years later, and they give you a taste of victory, but not really. They give yeah. you, a, oh, we failed, we fucked up, big bad, oh no. Boo-hoo. And I, I
0: also like, I also like Tony's little moment where he, the first thing he says when he comes back, uh, with. Uh, Captain America he's like I lost the kid mm-hmm. like it really, it, really hit, it really hit me on this rewatch but like people will say a lot of things about uh, Peter and Tony's relationship in these movies but Tony really needed Peter more than Peter needed him oh yeah uh, for sure Peter actively made Tony Stark a better person which is kind of crazy and really emblematic of how great Peter Parker is as a character he's like he makes the fucking asshole Tony Stark an actual likable person
1: yeah, something that Steve Rogers couldn't do. Something that Steve Rogers couldn't do. Peter Parker could. It helps that Peter didn't have a best friend that murdered Tony's family, but... That is true! That. <laughs> so, um, Scott Lang, throughout all this, uh, escapes the Quantum Realm. That He, uh, was, I, he was lost I in I at the accident.
0: post-credits of Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: Yes, he was trapped in the time van, uh, but not anymore. Um... Yeah, thanks to the, the, the efforts of one brave and valiant rat, the real hero of of this of this film. Real uh, human rat, being. Ratman coming summer twenty twenty five. Um
2: but he finds it hasn't been a thing yet.
1: Yeah, what Ratman solo spin-off film. Yeah. <laughs> um Scott finds his his daughter Cassie is now a teenager, and uh Hope and her parents were snapped away. Uh we also come to find that uh, Steve Rogers is now like a, a snap counselor, helping people move on from like loss and grief, um, which I have to imagine like your insurance has to pay like a billion dollars to have Captain America be your grief counselor. I think he's also in the support group. I don't know if he's running it either way. Still, like how people are like, going to be asking for autographs and shit. That's going to be awful. Uh, that would be
0: so weird just to live in that world and just be like, oh, hey, it's it's Captain America. I feel. Did I feel like at the same time talk? I'd be just kind of like, "Man, you really fucked up, didn't you?"
1: How was your day? Well, I went to therapy with that guy that there was a national manhunt on two weeks ago.
0: Yeah, the guy who fumbled the bag and made the big purple guy kill everybody in the fucking planet. Uh,
1: Natasha, Natasha Rhodes, uh, Danvers, Okoye, Rocket, and Nebula are now like a loose like defense council like version of the avengers they have like a, a jedi council hologram meeting
0: that's got a hideous wig on ugly as fuck
1: uh she looks specifically in this movie to me like how lady gaga looks in uh, a star is born like i don't know <laughs> like, that, that, that hair just reminds me specifically of that same other wig i don't know i will say i like the carol haircut yeah, oh, yeah, uh Carol Ambrose has a great haircut in this movie. My my fiance loved it and mentioned every death. time. Um Scott shows up at the compound. Uh a, a great trailer shot out there where he's out there and oh, is this old footage? No, this is happening right now. Scott Lang is back from the dead question mark. And uh Only five hours for him, he explains, passed in the quantum realm, whereas five years happened in real life. And that he can't let go of the idea of using this uh, for time travel to go back and undo what happened or do it better. Uh, They decide to take this idea to Tony, now living uh, lakeside and raising a child with Pepper. And he turns them down. Uh, He has too much at stake to lose on Scott Lang's stupid time heist, as they call it. And, uh, when he dismisses everybody, you know, it, it, like you said, Iron Man's not an asshole anymore. Uh, he invites them to dinner as long as they don't promise to talk shop. Uh, three years earlier, the same guy would have been like, fuck you, leave now. I hate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, he, even though he dismisses them, uh, the idea of going back and fixing this failure haunts him, and he sticks on it and fixates on it, and eventually, yeah, he, he figures it out. He figures out time travel. Good for him. Um, the- Figuring out... Having time travel in these movies... Having time travel in these movies is really
0: just, like, the the ultimate dumb comic book thing that they're putting in here now. And it's like, oh, fuck it, yeah, let's go...
2: Yeah.
0: Let's go completely nuts. Like, I think in the next Ant-Man movie they're gonna have Kang the Conqueror, whose thing is all time oh, travel. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fuck. They're just I'm, going really with the weird shit.
2: I think they're getting the guy from uh, Lovecraft Country to be Kang the Conqueror. They
0: are! I'm very they, excited
2: for that. He's a great actor.
0: And they recast uh, Cassie Lang. Different actress. Oh, yeah,
1: again. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really grateful that Mike Staklasa was wrong, and uh, Rise of Skywalker did not ape off of this and do a time travel plot in episode 9, even though they did something even worse, but I yes. just wanted to mention that. <laughs> um, <laughs> time travel
0: feels like a very specific, dumb comic booky thing that wouldn't really fit oh, yeah. in Star Wars. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, yeah, I 100% agreed. Um, so Tony shows back up at the compound uh, apologetically with with shield in hand for Cap. And uh, now that he's on board and friends with everybody again, they assemble the team now with uh, Professor Hulk on board as well, too. I like Professor Hulk. Yeah, I- I'm bumming a friend's uh, uh, Disney Plus account. And I watch these movies on there, and they credit the character as Smart Hulk, and that Smart makes me ir- that, that makes me irrationally mad. <laughs> that's so uh, fucking stupid. Time. They don't say Bruce Banner. It doesn't say Professor Hulk. It says Smart Hulk, and it's like, dude, seriously, seriously, I'm calling him
2: Professor okay.
0: Hulk because that's
1: what Smart he is. Hulk.
2: Smart but Hulk. What- would the um, movie work nearly as well if Professor Hulk during the entire movie looked like the unfinished footage that they included for the re-release?
0: Oh my god! <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be
2: pretty good.
0: Um, there's, there's all that unreleased. There's all that uh bonus footage that they put in the Watts cut of uh, Far From Home that I gotta watch because I have the Blu-ray of Far From Home. So I'm actually gonna try to talk about that when we do that episode.
2: Oh God, I haven't even seen that.
0: They're good. It's good scenes. <laughs>
1: I promised that yawn was unrelated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Lex is talking talking about Spider-Man Far Far From Home again. Oh Oh. Yon. (laughs) god. Natasha um, has tracked down Clint, who is now a fucking assassin badass ninja man Ronin, uh, trying to kill all Yakuza's or something. Um, He... I think it's so funny, actually. I think it's like a little laughable, but I'll I, I let it slide. It's it one slide. Of, what
0: of one of my favorite shots in the movie. Uh, is when, you know, you were talking earlier about that thing where he, like, ste- where Thor steps out and just like, blurry and his cape is going. One of my favorite shots is when they're, like, getting ready to test the time travel. And then Clint's like, I'll do it. And it cuts to him leaning against this doorway. And he's got this yeah. gigantic, dumbass samurai tattoo. He looks like a 45-year-old divorced dad. Yeah, he's he's so right. he's, fucking isn't funny. he wearing,
1: like, a hoodie with no sleeves or something?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. wearing he's wearing a tank top and he's got like that shit. He's got like a dumbass like faux hawk. It's so funny.
1: He looks like he just got back from like a like a Kid Rock concert.
2: <laughs> he really like, does. Honestly, a person's hair does so much for them, and they chose the exact worst haircut. Yeah, possible they did him so dirty
1: it's it's so stupid that i it wraps around for me. and I think I love it. It's so dumb. He looked like any given guy, like before uh, like the from the before segment of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Like he, he like looks, like a, he, looks like a, he looks like a Rob Liefeld character. Yes. well that was inspiration. That was on purpose. It was a reference <laughs> um, But yes, um, Smart Hulk and Rocket Meet Valkyrie in <laughs> New Asgard, New Zealand. And uh, pull Thor into the mix. Thor looking very much like Jeff Bridges, the dude, uh, Big Lebowski. uh, Playing Fortnite and drinking with uh, (laughs) Org and Meek, who are possibly some of the best characters in the MCU, I think. I feel like yeah. I'm in the I feel like I'm in the minority on this one, but I actually kind of like Thor's character arc in this movie. Thor is great. I was having a conversation earlier. Uh, I, I was watching the best of the worst, not the best of the, war, the half in the bag for these earlier today, and Mike and Jay were talking about how like there was like a like fake, not not real, but like whatever outrage about fat Thor and how it was fat phobic and like no. um... <laughs> I I love everything about Thor's character arc in this movie specifically like coming from like like a three act structure of like Ragnarok Infinity War Endgame like that the high and low like it goes up and down of yeah uh, they did I hated Thor I fucking hated Thor at, at first I, I have a direct quote when I was first getting to know my fiance over the internet that we talked about the MCU because Spider Man was starting to like come into the yeah hey what about Spider Man is that happening soon let's see uh, and I remember my direct direct quote. My fiance said, Oh, Thor's a little bitch. Because at that point, all <laughs> we had was Thor and Thor the Dark World, which, oh my God. <laughs> and, and the Avengers movie is like, Thor, uh, Thor. Yeah.
0: I fully credit Taika Waititi with making Thor a, cr- a oh, good yeah. character. Oh, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. I did not really like Jojo Rabbit all that much, but I fully credit Taika Waititi with making Thor a likable character. Uh, and but, I think that or, his arc in Infinity War and Endgame is good. It's
1: like, it's very good.
0: Endgame is all about, like, how superheroes react to, like, massive failure, especially on this scale. Oh, Uh, yeah. And I think that it's a good contrast to somebody like... uh, Like, Tony is, like, complete uh, receding from the world. Like, he doesn't care about anything else anymore. And uh, Captain America is, like, trying to... Captain America and uh, Black Widow are trying to work through stuff, like, trying to be productive. Uh, And Thor is, like on even more on the farther scale of like tony where he's just completely wallowing in self-pity
2: uh even though he says
0: he's not uh
2: i I mean like thor's thor as a character you know like he's he's pretty used to just winning so like just such a staggering defeat like yeah that would that would completely break i understand why
0: other people I, i understand why other people don't like it but i think it's really really well done
1: one thing I want to point out while we're on the topic is that one of the beers that Thor drinks is uh, my favorite brewery of all time. It is based in Athens, Georgia. They're called Creature Comforts, and they make a Berliner Weiss, this orange Belgian-like German beer that's very delicious. Uh, since it was filmed in Atlanta, predominantly, they drank a lot of it, and it appears in the movie. And yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, 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 it's fantastic that fantastic. I don't know Thor. You got to imagine he's a beer guy, you know, and he drinks like God beer, and he drinks my favorite beer. So that 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 feels special kindred to me. <laughs> in this movie. Um, they they test the machine out a bit. Doing there, there's some fun stuff there with uh with Scott, you know, baby old man, haha, time travel sequence. Uh, and they come up with the bones of their their time heist plan. Banner, Rogers, Lang and Stark were, are going to acquire the time mind at space stones from the battle of New York in 2012. Uh, once once they've all departed and you know we get our okay let's split up gang let's travel through time scene. Uh, Banner goes to the Sanctum Santorum to acquire the time stone from I do, I uh, do
0: love I do love this sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, I you're do fun, love you're
2: fun.
1: I
0: do love that uh, they realize how fucking New York centric the whole Marvel universe is. Where yeah, like sitting I love that point. And they're like, if you pick the right time, three Infinity Stones are in New York.
1: It's like, like way to go, guys. That was really yeah, smart shit. of you. Maybe you should have realized that happened sooner, and that could have been like a bad thing that could have happened. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Banner has a whole you know discussion with the the ancient one about. Um, I have in my notes debate the wizard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Debate the wizard. They they talk about the the pros and cons and the ethics of like snipping these branches of timelines and returning stones to the proper time.
0: They talk about the time travel rules in this movie, and there are lots of people who are confused by them. And it's it's not that bad. It's just they're traveling to different timelines in the multiverse, and so that by taking that they alter that timeline so that it goes down uh, a darker path. right? And so they have to go back. Yeah, it's, it's not that hard, but the problem is that they don't explain it super clearly until the Ancient One shows up. Uh, yeah, that's really it.
1: Yeah, Right. Uh, but Hulk is successful, and he does reveal, you know, hey, well, uh, Strange gave away the stone and he's supposed to be the best of you, so clearly that's supposed to happen. That, that's, that's what happens in the one timeline. So she gives up the stone. Uh, Lang and Stark attempt to steal the Space Stone during the capture of Loki after the Battle of New York but 2012 Hulk interrupts uh, bursting into the room and Loki manages to escape to a lucrative Disney Plus show contract uh, fucking of up course. the plan yeah. meanwhile uh, Steve manages to steal the Mind Stone in a reverse elevator sequence with Rumlow uh, I really, really, really love that moment. Fantastic I think that's
2: stuff. probably my favorite scene in the whole movie
1: Good yeah, it, it's very well played, and it really shows a lot of growth on Steve's part, where he doesn't have to punch his way out of every situation. And he's using means, his mind. Yeah, he's he's using deception. That was very much like a an intelligence check. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's like it's
0: like, re, it's like replaying an old game you've played before and knowing. <laughs> oh, what yeah, to do.
1: absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Especially going out of the cheat uh, code. <laughs> especially when he walks out of the elevator and into a boss fight with 2012 Steve Rogers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With that, uh, in the fucking ugliest costume in the world. I know, oh, and such. I, I I know I just earlier complimented uh, the MCU's costumes, but I was really only complimenting <laughs> the Spider-Man costume. Yeah, yeah, I know, because you specifically
1: ca- said that, yeah. <laughs> because
0: the Captain America costume in the first Avengers movie is so bad.
1: It's well, he gets awful. his ass kicked over it. It's so bad he loses the fight, because he didn't have swag points. Man, uh, he, pulls,
0: he pulls out the Bucky, he's like, hey, Bucky's alive, he's like, What?
1: Yeah, because even like he knew Rumlow, like brought that up. Like Yo, he, oh, he said Bucky, and my my, you know, I lost everything. So that's all he needed. F- poor, poor, emotionally vulnerable Steve. Mm. Uh, so yeah, he beats him in the fight. Uh, they all meet up again and they discuss the fuck up with with the cube and with Loki. Uh, they form a plan again. They decide to to send Scott back successfully with his stones and then that they themselves tony and and, uh cap will go back to 1970 and get the stone and some extra pym particles from an army installation themselves this sequence goes on for quite a while uh but really all that needs to be said about it is that steve has uh a little bit of espionage walking around and has a scene where he sees peggy through a window and gets all wistful and reminiscent and tony uh, meets his father, the 1970 version of his father, and they have a whole poignant conversation about fatherhood and, and children and blah, blah, blah. And um, then Hank, P- Hank Pym is there with his beautiful feathered hair. Yes, with his beautiful yep. CGI face and his beautiful feathered hair.
0: And, and that and the gigantic uh, Ant-Man helmet. That's fun.
2: Oh, yeah, I like it that. It looks like Hank Pym was just kind of lathered in butter for, for the shot. <laughs> he looks a little
1: greasy. Uh the CGI grease. <laughs> the CGI
0: gunk that they
1: put over his face. <laughs> Computer gunk imagery. Yes. Um Rocket and Thor uh go to Asgard to get the reality stone before Thor 2 happens. Uh Thor runs into his mom, played by Renee Russo, and uh she's fated to die later that day, so Thor's, you know, kind of fucked up about all that. picked a great day to show up. Uh, they have a nice chat. Uh, she was raised by like witches, so she kind of sees through it all. And, and I don't know why that. I like—I
0: really like that line where she's like, "I've ra- I was raised by witches, boy. I
1: see with more than eyes." I don't know why. I just
0: like—I like that line.
1: Thor's not some kind of great deceiver, you know. He's—he's not—he's bullshitting the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, they have a really great, poignant chat on the heels, kind of, of Tony's fatherhood thing. Uh, on the way out. I
0: completely forgot oh, to mention, uh, the army installation scene is uh, the last Stan Lee cameo.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Fun, fun little... Rest, rest uh, in peace,
0: King.
2: Did they nice. put anything in uh, Far From Home?
0: He's not in Far From Home. They couldn't film it no. in time. Yep. It would, it which, would have been I mean, really, really nice if his last cameo was in Far From Home.
1: Which, I mean, you know, it's fair. It's fine.
0: But, you know, it's, a, it's in, it's in the, big, the big event movie, so it, it's fine.
1: On uh, on their way out of Asgard, Thor decides to attempt to see if he's worthy enough to wield Mjolnir still, and it turns out he is. So he grabs the old Mjolnir before it's destroyed. Uh, and the loop will be tied later when Cap returns the stones and returns Mjolnir here somehow. Cap will go to Asgard. He'll figure that out himself. He had to, I guess. Whatever. Well, Don't it's it's, it. it's they they're
0: the GPS's are for space time, so you can technically go oh, sure, anywhere. Sure.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Nebula and Rhodes go to Morag to get the Power Stone before Quill can acquire it with uh, the power of singing and dancing, but uh, Nebula malfunctions on the depart trip, and her consciousness gets fucky with uh, the other Nebula in the timelines, sort of giving herself up by accident. Uh, Thanos and Ebony Maw figure this out, reverse engineer it, and kidnap her. They send the loyal Nebula back in her place as a spy, and uh, simultaneous to all of this on vormir uh black widow gives her life so clint can leave with the soul stone and a mirror of the scene we've already discussed with gamora and thanos
0: yeah these these two Uh, scenes uh the nebula scene and then the vormir scene have really uh i'm really reminded that how this movie has like way more shit going on than like spider Spider-Man 3, or like The Amazing Spider-Man 2, two really bloated, wacky-ass, crazy movies with a bazillion different plot points we've talked about before on the podcast. Uh, But this movie is like way more structurally sound. Oh, for Uh, sure. Part of that, I guess, could be like the fucking monolithic runtime. It's three Mm -hmm. hours long. Yeah, It's got Uh, plenty
1: of space for load-bearing beams.
0: But I also feel like part of that is the writing and the direction and the overall uh, Marvel guidance that the marvel guidance that has something to do with it oh, yeah sure. uh, it's not it's not just sam raimi trying desperately to fight a battle he can't win or <laughs> uh mark webb tr- uh
1: kneeling to the old gods of sony as they completely fuck up their new franchise i think you'll find the real answer is that avia rod had very little to do with this movie yes correct borderline nothing some dollars and some handshakes from Sony, and that's do probably not about fuck
0: it. up Spider-Man Three, Aviott Don't fucking do it. I'm gonna we be can, so mad. We
1: will find your address.
0: You, you've you've already got the, you've already got Venom Two and Morbius this year. You've had your fill. That's Don't fuck this one you. up.
1: Uh, when everyone is back, uh, missions accomplished, and 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 grievances mourned. Uh, they gather the stones and load them into uh, a new nano gauntlet made of uh, Tony's nanotechnology. Uh, Banner volunteers to do the unsnap, given that the radiation is mostly gamma and that it you know suits him, and it works. Uh, Clint starts he getting a phone a calls from his he gets wife. A raisin arm, he does. <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets a little broiled as well. Uh, he gets well done. This, this uh, is
0: a good scene. He gets a, a guy gets a call from his wife.
1: Yeah, and then uh, Thanos immediately attacks the compound at the same time. Uh past Thanos. Brought in by the imposter nebula from from his timeline. Uh and the quantum portal is destroyed. Uh as is pretty much the entire compound. It's it's obliterated from Thanos' uh like mothership up there, and nobody is, is killed in this assault somehow. Um <laughs> Barton Barton, a few levels down, ends up like with the gauntlet on the run from you know the little faceless, mindless creatures. Uh, there's a nice extended chase sequence, and good Nebula kills evil Nebula. Uh, like, it's a nice little like tension moment. It's it's emotionally and intelligent. Like, wow, that's something. It's it's, it's like a shade of Blade Runner, I guess. But uh, I guess. I feel it feels kind of half baked. I don't know. It feels like we could have done more with all that, but there's a lot to do. So forget about it. (laughs) I mean,
2: it definitely it definitely feels like also like them signaling that like Nebula has finally like turned because like Nebula was always kind of a will she won't she kind of character. Like will she be good? Will she be bad? And I think her murdering the actual evil self is like. Them kind of being like okay nebula is really turning a page and i think like in visual
0: of- storytelling yeah yeah
2: yeah, sure. yeah like ne- ne- like going forward nebula will actually be considered a hero yeah
1: oh yeah it's good uh simultaneous to all this Steve, uh tony and thor confront thanos and they have the big fight of it's the movie ti- it's time for the
0: hour-long saturday morning cartoon climax. oh yes
1: <laughs> God. Uh, Call in the super
0: friends. Get this shit ready.
1: It feels very evenly stacked. Um, but Thanos says that, you know, he's going to absolutely slaughter this universe and make a new one himself that never knew the troubles of this one. Uh, you know, shit gets thrown around, mixed around, and eventually Steve is also revealed as being worthy of wielding Mjolnir and we it's it's a fun scene i think it's it's one of the most it's possibly one of the most iconic like mcu scenes it's it's nothing but fan service but it's good i guess it's
2: Um, fun
0: this whole this whole last hour is all fan service oh yeah uh but it's fun
2: going back to what i said before about knowing spoilers like when it's like yeah sure whatever you're watching the film you kind of get involved in it and it's still really exciting but When you really look at that scene and when you know what's going to happen, the way they film it, it does not build to like any kind of climax. It's just like the hammer is lifting and it's just like, well, I mean, you know, you you don't get any context for why the hammer is lifting because it could have just as easily been like Thor calling it over
0: it's a it's a bait and switch it's kind of like uh when they do the, the same thing in force awakens when the lights yeah, the lightsaber is being pulled out it's a bait and switch
1: done much better here yes i think um but yeah we we you know we're at the darkest part here uh, cap is you know like kind of by himself looking at the horizon seeing the entire like thanos army um And that's when we get the portal scene. Oh, the portals refer to it. The portal scene Uh, is very good. Good scene. Fun introductions, you know, reintroductions of every character you've seen over the last ten years. And guess what? Spider Man podcast. Spider Man's back, everybody. All right, all right. I'm gonna say this right (laughs) now. I'm
0: gonna say this right now. This, this. I'm gonna. I've. I feel like Kevin Smith when I say this, Uh, Uh but I do kind of get choked up when I see the boy. Yeah. When When he comes in, it's like yes, yes. He's alive, goddammit. That's our fucking boy! It's good.
2: We get another two decades of Tom Holland's face on merchandise. Thank God.
1: Thank God. So far removed from sounding like Kevin Smith, it is not even funny. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Um, But yes, uh, the portal scene happens. We get Peter back. Uh, Quick reunite with Tony. Uh, We're we're there. They hug. You know, nice, nice circle closing of of their conversation in the car from homecoming
0: holy cow you will not believe what's been going on do you remember when we were in space and i got all dusty and i must have passed out because i woke up and you were gone
1: but dr stranger's there right he was like it's been five years come on they need us and then he started doing the yellow sparkly thing that he does all the time what are you doing the thanos fights multiple avengers for control of the stones uh eventually getting bodied by scarlet witch and ordering uh fire be rained down on his own troops to save his ass
0: but Cy- um, uh, troops that, that another fucking saturday morning cartoon moment but it's yeah
1: fun. for real
2: oh yeah
1: um captain marvel appears and takes out the mothership like fucking effortlessly yeah pete, um, pete is pete is flying around with the gauntlet it's so good like i say this pretty much every time i see the movie but if you had told me after avengers one like hey in eight years give or take six years even you're going to get a movie where Spider-Man is flying through the air, his web's attached to the hammer of Thor, thrown by Captain America, I think. Uh, yes. He's holding an Iron Man infinity gauntlet with all of the stones or in it, or whatever, and like... When he
0: flies onto the back of Valkyrie's Pegasus, uh, yeah. and it's, it's like, like, this movie the fuck? is fucking so wacky, and but it's like, it's, it's fun!
1: It's all there. The The toy box is spilled open.
0: As I've said, yeah. I'm glad Spider-Man is in the movies.
1: But yes, yeah. uh, the gauntlet is, you know, it gets transferred and thrown around and moved around a lot. But uh, Thanos gets it. Tony does a little flip over him and transfers the stones off screen onto his hand. We get our little one-liner exchange and then Tony snaps and uh, Thanos and his entire army are, are, are mortally done for, wounded. Uh, dusted no 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 villain speech no curses iron man you've bested me he he just sits down and takes the l we'll meet again (laughs) iron man he he just sits down on a log and goes "Hmm," and dies (laughs) i love it oh my
0: god we forgot we forgot to mention the girl power moment oh (laughs) oh, the fucking girl power
1: uh, let me let me make this explicitly clear the girl power moment happened and like for a second it was like oh cool it's all the the marvel ladies but like it is so uh uh, it's so forced to date this yeah it's january 2021 the mandalorian season finale happened less than one month ago and they did the exact same thing but so much better it's not even funny
0: and that's usually like, the reverse of how it works. Marvel usually does better stuff than Star Wars does, especially in this Disney era.
1: But somehow they managed to like make this this four women with guns in a hallway. And two of these characters are brand new characters. Two, three of them, I think, even are brand new characters. And it doesn't suck, and it's not cringe inducing, and it doesn't, it doesn't turn from the camera and look at you and they go, notice how they're all women. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, if you guys watch uh, the Boys, they also had moment like that and uh and even infinity war had a moment and it worked so much better in infinity war
0: right that that's that's probably the the most corny schmaltzy moment other than maybe the like i love you 3000 shit yeah the girl power moment it's kind of goofy i I had a i had a friend who saw this movie in the theater and then when that moment happened she like he like heard somebody scream out Girl, uh, girl power it was so fucking funny <sighs>
1: uh, there's no such thing as a valid comic book fan every rose has uh, its thorns so yes girl power happens and because of it tony snaps his fingers and then destroys thanos's army but is mortally wounded himself in the process our third crispy person of the movie another uh, good another good blood. death scene another air fried tony uh, he, he doesn't have any, like, big goodbye exchange with Peter. He's just kind of, like, there. Uh, now now, now Peter
0: of... has now Peter has Tony and Ben on his conscience,
1: lol. Yeah, fun stuff.
0: He's gotta deal with oh, that no. shit.
1: Uh, he, he kind of just acknowledges Pepper before he dies. He doesn't say anything. He just, you know, fades away a little bit.
0: Because, I mean, if I was crisped up like that, I don't think I'd be in the mood to say anything.
1: <laughs> <You're> not, like, <laughs> hacking and gasping and going, Oh, God, the pain! Kill me! <laughs> Suit, inject me with morphine like in Half-Life. <laughs>
0: Friday, he feeds 18,000 cc's of morphine.
2: War Machine just comes up and sprays Tony with the uh, with the stuff that he sprayed himself whenever yeah. he gets stabbed. Spray like half his body.
1: If you punch Iron Man in exactly the right spot, you'll rupture the morphine canisters in his suit. and He'll die out.
0: instantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, a funeral is held on Earth that literally everybody in the MCU attends, including the kid from Iron Man 3. I uh, for, I,
0: yeah, I, I, the Iron Man three is the only MCU movie I haven't seen. So when I saw that movie in the theater, I'm like, "Who the fuck is this kid?"
1: It's the only Iron Man movie I like. Uh, check it out sometime. I do like Shane Black. Uh, Clint and bon- and Wanda bond over loss because they you know lost people important to them that didn't come back in the snap. Uh, Valkyrie is made the queen of Asgard. Thor joins up. Temporarily, it looks like with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Fun little bickering with Quill moment there. Dudes rock. Clint goes home, gets to, uh, you know, see his family. Peter returns to school and finds a recently unsnapped Ned waiting for him. The uh, boys are back in town. Our our bridge too Far From Home, which I cannot wait to sink our teeth into <sighs> next week. <sighs> and lastly, our last like big plot beat, uh, Steve. Goes back to return the stones and the hammer, but gets uh, Bidenized. And he, he gets
0: turned into Joe Biden <laughs>
1: and lives a long happy life with his wife before she dies of old lady disease and with his with,
0: his with his big titty goth GF.
1: <laughs>
0: he gets Bidenized.
1: Yeah, listen, he, listen here, Jack. I was on Morag. All right, I
0: gotta, I gotta post that fucking picture I made uh, when I rewatched the movie. <laughs>
1: it's good. Please it's do. it's in
0: the it's in the text channel, you guys.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man. No um yeah he he gives his shield to falcon makes him the new captain america much to bucky's maybe chagrin i don't know bucky's like zamaxed out in these two movies he's, he's sleepy from the pod or whatever
0: i feel i feel like bucky would be like i don't really want to be captain america
1: i don't i don't want to fight anything anymore i just want to smoke weed and listen to fucking experimental noise tapes with in my sick ass
0: wakanda metal arm
1: it's a it's a bong too uh and that's that's the movie. That's that's Avengers at the end of the game. It's the over. End game. It, it ended. Joe Biden won the presidency and it's over. <laughs> I do have one more note at the very end. Uh the
0: credits of this of this movie Endgame. Uh they're nice. Uh but then at the very end when they go through the original 6 Avengers, they have these like mm-hmm. gigantic ostentatious uh credits where like they have the actor's signature and they have their silhouette yeah. and it's very In fancy. I forgot. It's very, it's very, again, it's very cheesy and dumb. But I feel like every movie should have that. Like I want to finish the Lighthouse and have like a giant dramatic. (laughs) Robert Pattinson. Robert
1: Pattinson. And he turns to the camera. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want I want every movie to end like that. Every movie needs Willem Dafoe and Robert
1: Pattinson in it. It does. But yeah, that's Avengers The End Game. The
0: End Game and Infinity War. We got through two long-ass movies in pretty good time. Sure did. Uh, All right. Alex, do you got any fun facts for these two big-ass movies?
1: (laughs) Very brief stuff. We are a Spider-Man podcast. There's not a tremendous amount of Spider-Man trivia here. I could go all day about the greatest crossover event of our generation. Beware. <laughs> be there, be there, be there. I, I, we're talking seven to 10 minutes of Spider-Man in these movies. So this might be the least trivia I have had for any of these. Um, Small things of note: Tom Holland was not allowed to read the script for either of these projects due to his uh, tendency to spoil things. Oh, Dupac. Uh, and honestly, the only big other thing I had is that uh, during the funeral scene, Tom Holland was told that they were filming a wedding, not a funeral. So that's uh, <laughs> you know they lied to him to to you know, you know, not have it spoiled. But next time you watch it, in your head, just he, this kid thinks he's at a wedding think that next time you see his face i do like the peter uh, Mayer
0: there at the funeral it's nice oh yeah
1: it's very yeah. nice uh but yeah very very lax on the trivia this week there's just not enough you know for there to be trivia about really not a whole lot but we that's fine we could all use a week off right
2: <laughs> going off the thing about tom holland like literally not knowing what the hell they were filming you could see that come into play in his performance but it actually really works it works because like yeah because you know like Peter's way out of his way out of his depth with with everything going on. so it, it, it actually worked to the movie's favor
0: and that's and that's why I really like Peter in movies. Uh, I do I, I will say uh, I don't want to get too much into my thoughts about these movies in general. I don't like Peter in this movie as much as I like him in Civil War. Uh, out of the MCU movies we've covered. I probably like him in these two movies the least. Uh, mm. but that's just probably that's just mostly because he's not in them for very long. Uh, but I like I like that he's in here. It feels like a big, massive comic event. It feels like there's so much shit going on, and then Spider-Man is just one little part of it. I really enjoy that. It makes him feel part of that like closer, grounded to reality character that he should be. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, well, speaking of thoughts, do we want? Let's move into the uh, ratings and the rankings. For sure. Uh, go. You want to go ahead, Alex?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, as far as ratings go, uh, I, I am considering both of these one movie. Uh, as I did previously state, I do prefer Infinity War to Endgame. I, I, I think it's structured better. I think it's got a better uh, kind of gut punch, kind of Empire Strikes Back kind of end feel to it. Yep. Um, but with that said, it, it's easier uh, in my brain for this podcast to view them both as one cohesive project because they kind of, kind of are. Um, that makes sense. I, I really got a lot more out of watching it all in one day than I ever had, like in you know previous rewatches or whatever. All in all, everything said, it is a huge event. It is a big deal. Uh, there's a lot going on in it, and it helps to be very familiar with it like I am, but it's also a curse, not really a blessing. Um, every single facet and factor considered, I give it a solid three and a half uh, as a full cohesive project. I think Very. I might I might be more inclined to give Infinity War specifically a four, but speaking generally, speaking cohesively and all together, solid three and a half across the board. Uh don't hate it, not in love with it. Uh I what I love about it is that it's a great stepping stone into far from home.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> um
1: as far as my ranking goes, uh, two and one. I still have up, up at the top. Did I have? I had one over Homecoming, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you put. You, I think I have. A, actually, I wrote down the list. Uh, I ended up doing that. You have two, and then Homecoming, and then that's one. right.
1: Yes. Uh, directly below one, I will put Infinity War and Endgame. All right, uh, I will make that alteration. Having them over three, Civil War, and then The Amazing and Amazing Two. All right.
0: Uh, I guess I'll go next, and then we'll leave Brian for last. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am also inclined to agree with you. Uh, I feel I feel like having rewatched all these episodes, it's very interesting that we, when get, when we get to like below, like Spider-Man three and below, we are like in almost perfect agreement, and then everything above that, movies that we would consider good, if we're like we're really nitty gritty separating stuff. It's just mm-hmm. funny to me. Um, but yeah, Infinity, I, I have two different sets of notes, uh, for my Infinity War thoughts. It's good. Uh, it's not quite like the crazy masterpiece. I remember it in the theater. Uh, and I still enjoy the Spider-Man stuff in Civil War more, but it's still very impactful. And it's definitely one of the best MCU movies. I'm going to give Infinity War four stars. Uh, I, I, I watched them on separate days. I didn't watch them as one cohesive thing, so I didn't really see them as one single film. Uh, but I can obviously see where you would put it there. Um, I'm going to wait to rank them until I talk about both of them. Uh, for Endgame, uh, this Endgame has a bunch of really stupid, cheesy, schmaltzy <laughs> moments, especially in the back half, uh, that really keep it from being better than the, uh, Infinity War. Uh, but after fucking like 11 years and like 20 plus movies, I think it's kind of earned that. For sure. Uh, Peter is, in that movie, even less than Infinity War. Uh, But when he does show up, it's really fun. But yeah, I'm going to give Endgame three and a half stars. Uh, But I think for my ranking, uh, I'm going to have, as of right now, my ranking is Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Captain America Civil War, uh, and then I'm going to put Infinity War in Endgame below Civil War, even though I really? think they're, be- they're both better movies than Civil War. Just talking about in okay. the Spidey Signals yeah, ranking. You're,
1: yeah, you're fine. Numbers don't mean anything like we yeah, established last week.
0: Of course. But I just enjoy Peter in Civil War more than I do in these two movies, so I'm, oh, yeah, so I'm yeah. fitting them in there. Uh, and then Spider-Man 3, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Brian, what are your thoughts on these movies?
2: I think, like, whenever we talk about how, you know, like, it's, you know, like the culmination of 10 years, and, you know, like, you kind of let, you kind of learn to let stuff go because, you know, like, it's 10 years they earned it. I apply that more to Infinity War more so than Endgame. I, I feel like I'm a little bit more critical of Endgame because they already did the big celebration. Now, you know, like, Endgame should have been the one where they wrapped it all up really, really neatly, and I feel like there are a lot of things in Endgame that like, were, were wrapped up, but very unneatly. I still enjoy the movie, but I, I, I find myself going back to Infinity War as the better movie yes. so often. And uh, if I had to rank Infinity War, uh, I would go with like four and a half. Solid I, choice. I mean, yeah, I hmm. really like Infinity War, and uh, if I was uh, going to look at Endgame, there there were a lot of creative choices and where certain characters ended up that I personally didn't really agree with, and I would probably uh, give Endgame like a three.
0: Again, respectable. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh... This has been a really weird episode. We uh, but I think we got through it pretty damn well. Yeah, just about as
1: well as we could. Yeah.
0: Brian, thank you for being on the show. Uh all right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, be sure to send it to us at our email address, spideysignalspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a DM on our Twitter. At Spidey Signals. Next week, we're going to cover Spider Man Far From Home. So until then, stay responsible. Bye bye. Thank you guys for having me
1: on. Tip your (laughs) waitress.